And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much, and welcome back, friends and neighbors. Another hour of great indie music for you. We have a very special show today. We've got a couple of, uh, well, we've got a couple of world premieres, and we also have something we have never done before, and we're going to get to that in just a few minutes after we say hello to our house band, Titty Bingo. They provide our theme music and have for, what, eight years now, and we thank them very much. Check them out for some good old Texas rock and roll at tittybingo.com. Remember, this is the show where you and our guests get to pick the awards. There's no nominations, naming panels, none of that phony stuff you see on TV, just simple awards. Somebody does or says something good or stupid, they get an award. Somebody appears on the show, they're an automatic award winner. And we've got a couple coming up. But first, want to get to our first tune of the day. And this is a thing that was brought to me by a former guest. As a matter of fact, they've been on a couple of times. They're from Portugal, and they are performing under the name non-talkers and that's probably because they sing and do music so well they don't need to talk but i think you're going to really be impressed with this when i heard the song it was an immediate we gotta play this it's a well i'll tell you all about it afterwards listen to the tune listen to the lyrics and we'll talk more after you listen to you don't remember anymore
you don't remember anymore. They call themselves non-talkers, a Portuguese pop pop duo, I'm pop folk duo, and uh, they're a married couple, as a matter of fact, and they are using this song to aid those who have had their loved ones claimed by the devastatingly cruel dementia, then find comfort in their newest release, You Don't Remember Anymore. And there's a little backstory. Evita Brantner's classical voice tone carries the weight of this, and uh, she was engulfed in her own personal tragedy at the time. Shortly after losing her grandfather, her grandmother developed dementia, and in 2017, while on the brink of being unable to recognize familiar faces anymore, Evita, you don't remember anymore, to cope with the loss of her grandmother. Marco Brantner, her husband, collaborator, producer, and songwriter, attests to the unparalleled significance of the song, saying, it's one of my personal favorites of ours, as I can't listen to it without having goosebumps. And I should also mention that all the profits from the song are going to an Alzheimer's charity from the Brantners and their group, Non-Talkers. Great song. I was really impressed. It's a powerful and emotional song. What do you think, John Bon Jovial? Well, you know, I, as, as you know, David, I am dealing with the you know, devastating effects of dementia on, uh, in, in my family. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to give any additional information over and above that, but I understand completely uh, the range of emotions that uh, not only the person suffering, but the caregivers themselves. And it's probably people don't concentrate or on, on the effects that it has on the caregiver for you know, him or herself. And um, it, it, it's, it was nice to hear this. It, it really it touched a nerve, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I knew it would. I'm glad that you got to hear it because I think it's, uh, I think it's something very special. And I'm, uh, I'm really appreciative of, uh, of the Brantners sharing it with us and giving us a chance to premiere it here on the David Bowers Awards. Thank you very much, folks. And we look forward to the next time that the non-talkers are here on the show with us. Right now, we've got a couple of guests standing by who are on the show with us this week, and we want to get right to them. So we are going to do just that and uh, bring in our first guest right now. His name is Ed Roman. He's had a whirlwind year and a half or so in spite of the COVID pandemic. We're going to talk with him right after you listen to Tomorrow is Today. Thank you. 
today is the tomorrow you worried about yesterday. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the man himself, award-winning singer, songwriter, performer, and multi-instrumentalist from Charbonne, Ontario, Canada. Mr. Ed Roman. Hello, Ed. David, how are you this evening? And good to talk to you as well, John. Doing well. well thanks. Good to thank have you, you on. for joining us. Well, thank you for oh, having me. I thought you were saying today. something there, John. No, <laughs> no okay. No, no. John's not saying anything right not now. My, not my turn yet. I, I'm not going to speak okay. out of turn because, you know, I don't want to get in the way of anything by speaking supremacy. just nonsense. <laughs> Microphone supremacy. I'm going to well, you just, you just took 13 seconds away from Ed being able to talk with us, so I want you to cogitate on that for a while. Listen, you've had a heck of a year. Uh, let's see, you had Red Omen uh, won Best Music Video at the Royal Star Film Festival. We just uh, got that news a little while ago. Oh, it's been a, a whirlwind year. That project and the whole album itself, that was uh, that's three years in the making, and, and the music has been out there for a while. The, the, the testimony to the tune is the fact that it became a, a mouthpiece, um, a, a vanguard, if you will, for the whole dyslexic society. I'm a dyslexic. I, I grew up struggling with that. I'm happy to talk about my experience. But Nelson Diaz, famed animator from Sesame Street and SpongeBob SquarePants and a whole like list and category of, of wonderful work, just fell in love with the tune, and we created this number. And as a result, it's shown it. <laughs> like thousands of festivals across the world from Moscow to Los Angeles. And what I'm most happy about is that it's raised a lot of attention and brought a lot of awareness and raised monies as well, too, for the whole Dyslexic Society. So the, the facilitating programs for tutoring that they do with children is a big part of what I've been talking about for the last number of years. Um, and, and the newer music that's coming out that's starting to make a lot of headway as well as enter the film festival circuit and radio play and some wonderful new articles that have come out. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that it's translating. The biggest part of, for me, I think in any artist, is when we're creating something that it, it starts to you know behave in a living environment somehow. It's utilized. It's listened to. It's, it's talked about. And, and it's subject matter you know, it, hopefully in some ways it, it electrifies conversation and subject matter. So I'm, I'm, I'm elated. I mean, it's been a difficult year for so many people, including myself as artists and musicians. But it, I'm, um, <laughs> I'm, I always say I'm Slovak, so I'm like, I just keep going, you know. Uh, we, we don't stop, you know. Um, I can't really. It's something that I, I love doing, and why stop? Well, you know, we... Uh... John and I can share your elation, uh, not quite as meaningful as what you're doing with this, but uh, we just had uh, ourselves an award here. We got, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago from the Hollywood Digest, which named us one of the top 75 web programs in the world, which was wow. a real kick in the pants for us. So I can I can understand your excitement. And this isn't the first time Red Omen has been up for an award. No, and congratulations to you. Um Thank you. Hollywood Digest. You're welcome. You know, it's not. And as I was mentioning, it's been a tremendous journey from the 2019 release at the School of Visual Arts in, in New York and Manhattan, which is where we released it. And from that point on, aside from the radio play that the song has received, the video, as I mentioned, has showed at over a thousand festivals, won multiple awards, incredible amount of acclamation. But that's really, you know, I mean, everybody wants to pay their bills and put bread on the table. But, I mean, for me as, a, as an artist, 
as I said, how the art translates in some way. For me, as a a dyslexic, I wrote the song. It's an anagram of my own name. Um, How more appropriate that a dyslexic takes that on is some kind of a (laughs) a mission. It is very, very clever. And and it's helped me immensely because I've met so many wonderful people, not only in the dyslexic community but around the world because of it. And and the music has has connected with a lot of people, and it's bigger than me. Uh, the, it's you know it's true. Uh, the more that you give away, the more that comes back. And, and this this process has been this snowball effect of like throw the spaghetti at the wall frivolously for two years with animation houses, universities, colleges, anybody that would want to take on the project, and nothing happened. And then all of a sudden, on a whim, I see this GIF, little GIF of this Easter Island Moai head, you know, and that's sort of the emblem of Ed heads around the world. And I sent the guy an email and the next day we're talking and scheming to like, you know, put together a storyboard and it was it's just been this like I said, I, I get tingles even just thinking about it because it I look at it and I go, the more I gave away, the more mm-hmm. the more that came back. And and that's why I do what I do. It's I, I I'm I'm philanthropic in my nature as a person because that's just kinda like it's what makes life real for me in, in that way. And and I think it helps existence, your own personal existence. Well, for those uh, in our audience who aren't familiar with the uh, Royal Star Film Festival, it's an international film festival centered in downtown Royal Oak, Michigan, at the state-of-the-art Imagine Theater. And it's planned for by a nonprofit, the Royal Star Arts Institute. And John Bon Jovi, I know you're just aching to get in here. What you got? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Ed, first of all, welcome. We are really, really happy that you're here. And I, there's a couple of things that I want to touch on. Uh, you had mentioned, you know, the more you give away, the more you get back in return. And do you do you integrate that into the creation of your music for maybe selfish reasons, but knowing that people are going to love it. Have you gone out of your way to try to use that as a business model to be able to create your art and also maybe hopefully try to make a living doing it at the same time? Oh, that's a great question. And it's big. It's, it's, it's a boat. Why I think is, uh, and there's a lot of gravity in your first part of your question, because I mean, Selfishly, yes, I create out of the necessity because I have to. Self-expression to me is like the most important thing, especially as somebody that struggled with communications as a young person. The need to be understood in in the most simplest of ways. How it translates for me is through music, through ideas and and things that I I react on. Um, I think every good artist or a piece of art has some reflection of societal existence somehow in it. Uh, Herbie Hancock, if you're familiar with him, great American keyboardist. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, well, and, the, and, and I was turned on to Herbie through Jocko Pistorius, and as a young bass player, and a lot of young bass players, that was a big part of the development of our prowess and, and understanding what we wanted to be as a young player. But on the back of his record, Herbie once wrote, and it's there today, the definition of an artist is one who has the ability to fuse their life with the rhythm of the times. And as a young person, that really hit me hard. I mean, even as a teacher for 24 years teaching music, I've used that phrase so often because 
We define our experiences by our own experiences. We, 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 we put ourselves in situations where like, I love this artist, I love this group, I love, and that's great. That's so healthy. But sometimes what can happen is you can get caught in feeling like you need to be like that in some way. But the, 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 and where creativity breaks new boundaries is through that process of individual self-expression. If it's homogenized in some way, it can be really clinical, and it can be kind of watered down in, in certain ways. And there's frameworks to everything. You know, there's repetitiousness to a lot of stuff, but it's how we, we decide that we're going to approach it and present it. So out of, you know, how has it become part of my model in terms of what I do? And, and I mean, it's crazy to say, but my method is no method. One of, the, one of the hardest things that it was, was difficult for me as a younger independent artist was how do we classify you? People would say, I don't know what to do with this. And I, just many doors closed in my face because I, I didn't have a homogeneous kind of sound. From album to album, tune to tune, you might get a rock number, a funk number, a country number, a spoken word number, a jazz kind of sounding piece. I love jazz music. I studied that one in college. I like, I, that's so healthy. Uh, you know, to have a wider drawer of things that you can utilize. And I, I played all that music over the course of my life, even African music, how many weddings and ensembles and concert band I played in. Like, all of that has defined me in my own personal experience. So my strategy has been be myself. How, I, how, do, I, how do I learn from the moment of not only writing but, but performing in the whole process? And what I guess what I mean by that is, I, I, you know, when you're a young writer, you're like, I'm going to write a tune. I'm going to sit down and write a tune, and I, I love this number, and you're, you're, you're excited about so many different things. But more recently, in the last decade of my life, and, and this has been some interesting confirmation in other things, like listening to Tom Waits or uh, Keith Richards even talks about this, that the catalyst of, a, of an idea is the spark, the thing that hits the ground that makes you go, yeah. I'm really excited about what I want to say or this feeling I'm creating on my instrument. The next thing that I'm asking myself is, what is it asking of me? What, what, is, it, what is this bigger question? Like I could, I, when I force my ideas through a process, it can sound constrained. It can sound typical in certain things. But when I, when I say, well, can I say that? Can I be brave enough to say that? Because it's asking me that question. I will, I will ultimately put it down. And, and, my, and my my writing is very stream of consciousness in terms of what that is. So I, I edit myself and make it palatable in some way so it has some shape and form. But part of my strategy in marketing myself is just that. What is What has been so helpful for me is being on shows like this, to be able to express my ideas about my craft and why I do what I do or the art form itself. I think conversation is the most important thing. It's information is power. So it, it has helped me immensely through being able to explain my process to get to other places because people want that. People want to hear that. I love that. I love watching podcasts and listening to shows because people are talking about their life experiences. It's not, it's not tenured in any way, right? It doesn't have sorry, the angles and boundaries to it. It's like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this. Um, and even in the process of creating a documentary, you might, you know, the same thing will happen. You'll be like, I'm making a documentary about apples. And you may set out to make a documentary about apples, but in the process, there's all these other things that are important to pay attention to that you may not have necessarily had expected. And usually that's where okay. magic happens. All right, so let me jump in here. And 
and, and let's take what you've just said, which is a wealth of information, and we just played a song called Tomorrow is Today. How did you apply all this philosophy, all this, these years of experience, this honing of talent to create Tomorrow is Today, which, by the way, I think is a really, really nice kick-ass piece of rock and roll. I really enjoyed that. But Thanks. how did you put all of that into this song? Exactly like what I was saying. Don't worry so much about the message and go with the feeling of, of, of like, I sound my barbaric yelp. You know, I pick up my bass, I start playing something out of the ordinary, and I listen to it. Mm-hmm. I listen to what I, what 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 it's what it's what it's how it's making me feel, and if I react to it the right way, there will be language that starts to approach me. And some of the language that I'm using in that song is very diametrically opposed to like you might be like the first line is I'm never going to tell you what I like, then you'll know me too well. What the heck does mm-hmm. that mean? Right? We pump our limbic systems into the digital ether every day to the point that it's like. I know what somebody had for lunch or if their parrot's name is Jim, right? Like sometimes that, but, you know, is more revealing when you don't say anything at all. There are those aspects and the diametrically opposed aspects to things in, inside of what's going on. So I, I, I throw that into the mix and I listen to it whether or not it feels right. It's a culmination of my subconscious and what I've been thinking about, the things that I'm immediately thinking about in my day, something that I may be prognosticating as a result of my own personal feelings about how I feel today. All of that is just throwing it down and going, do I like the way that it feels? It's a culmination of everything happening at once. Neil Diamond said it, I think, back in uh, 75 on on the album he did. uh, One song said it very, very simply. Don't think, feel. Right. It's like when and you sit down, like, you're teaching somebody drums. Like, I mean, taught drums and bass, guitar for many years. And people are like, well, how do you develop all this limb independence? You know, you got to think like this with your kick. and your... I don't think that anymore because it's it's like you just said. It's like you just feel it. I have this feeling. I'm going to sit down and start to perpetuate it in some way. If you start going down the road of thinking too much, you can either take too long in the process. You can become contrived. You may not ever get to where you need to. Uh, exactly. And, and inside of the creative process, I don't say I'm just working on this idea. I've got always multiple ideas happening, and when I feel like I've connected with them right, I'll look at it again. We've got a very special tune coming up we want to get to, and before we let you go, we want to let you uh, have a time to go ahead and uh, and tell people how they can find you, learn about you, uh, your website, how do they get in touch with you? That's edroman.net, and all my social networking buttons are there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, my YouTube channel. You can get also you get all the new material. It's out on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby. You can buy physical copies sent directly to your door. Um, you can contact me also through my management, which is MTS Management out of Pittsburgh. It's Michael Stover. And I'm, I'm Good excited old Michael. To, yeah, and the new single's coming out October 1st called Happiness. And that's the one we're going to be getting to in just a couple of minutes because we are very pleased that you and Michael have let us premiere it here on the David Bowers Awards. Take your time now and tell us about this song, how it came about, how you well, how you came up with the idea. Well, I'm an emotional person. I mean, I won't lie to you. Um, 
I've cried when I've been extremely happy, and and I've cried when I've been extremely sad. I I I, I think that the releasing of emotion through these processes, even laughter, can lead to crying. Um, this expulsion is a learning process. It's it's the release of all this pent up anxiety inside of you. And and it's it's a good thing to to like we're always taught well we shouldn't show our emotions. You know I come from a very staunch Eastern European background and you know all the pictures and the photos of straight right. face. And but my grandmother, my she was always such a loving, comedic, tell you like it is kind of a person, but wasn't afraid to be emotional. And and I realized that through this anxiety release of, of, of this happiness, this new form of happiness can be found. Um, and I and it, it's crazy because the tune was really fraught. Not it was born out of this sort of like online argument was questioning me about this process of crying or showing elation. And I went, well, you know what? I don't care what you think. I'm going to write a tune that's all about that. And and it came out in an honest and easy kind of going way. So it felt right. It felt right at this moment, and the language felt right at this moment. And that sounds like the important combination right there. Ed, we want to thank you for coming by and sharing with us, telling us your story. I have to admit that I stumbled onto the the dyslexic uh, connection by accident, not really realizing when I first saw the title of the song, I don't know, a year or so ago, whenever it was. And I said, <laughs> wow, that's kind of funny. And Ed Roman, Red Omen. I sort of, you know, and I didn't realize that I had stumbled onto the uh, origin of the song and the, and the story that went behind it, which we thank you for sharing with us, Ed. Thank you so much. Do come back and see us again. Absolutely, and thank you, gentlemen, both you, David and John, for having me on and, and letting me able to talk about my craft. Our pleasure. Thank you, Our Ed. Pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, Ed Roman. This will be available October 1st. Here it is for the first time in the world. Happiness.
the dark Left your heart crushed on the floor That's David Martinez, and here he is right now, folks. Welcome, if you would, please, Mr. David Martinez. Hello, David. Hey, how you doing, Dave and John? Doing great. So great to have you back We're here. Doing it's been, great. It's been yeah, way it's too been long. I mean, David, usually, for those of you uh, not familiar with it, David usually is here every year for, uh, during South by Southwest to tell us what's going on with that big pageantry down in Austin. And, of course, with the uh, pandemic, he hasn't been able to do that. And because of various other things on his schedule, he hasn't gotten back to to tell us what's going on since. So we want to give you a chance. Tell us what you've been doing besides, you know, besides waiting to be back on the show. What have you been doing to keep busy? Well, I mean, I, I, I've still been gigging. Uh, I've still been doing my regular job, which is teaching math. And, you know, I'm a married man now, so. You yes, know, you are. Congratulations. Thank you. Making sure, uh, you know, that. I spend quality time with my wife. We, we were both single people for a long time, and now we're both very codependent on each other. <laughs> As one that has been married for almost 39 years now, David, that codependency just gets more and more intense, and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. So, you know, I, I, I hope that you guys live a long and happy and prosperous life together. And uh, also, yeah, and uh, I, I, I'm sure you, you knew I lost my mother in May, which was uh, no, which we was didn't. Big, I'm big, sorry to hear that. COVID. It wasn't the COVID. It wasn't the COVID though, but a lot of people thought it was. But uh, anyway, so uh, she was always a big believer in what I did, and you know, between that, you know, and a lot in the pandemic and all that, uh, I haven't been able to make a new record. But I, I, my plan is for 2021. Whether this pandemic gets stronger or goes away, or I mean, I don't think it's going to go away completely. But I mean, I think I think it's all. I think COVID's always going to be part of the landscape. I plan on you know recording some new music. I there's a, there's a guy named Rick Holfield who lives here in Corpus Christi, and uh, he he's a uh, he retired. He, he was in uh, he was he lived in Los Angeles always uh, out in the Los Angeles area for his whole life, and uh, he came down to Corpus Christi and he really liked the landscape out here and. And he could get a house at a, a very affordable cost, you know, compared to California. So, right. but he's anyway. I just get into it. He's a songwriter, and I remember I was doing a workshop one time, and we uh, we totally clicked. So uh, I'll come I'll come with an idea, and what I'll, I'm going to play you a new song today that we both wrote. So it's uh, and it's got a funny story to it too, which is hilarious. But uh, we I, I've got about I, I think we've written between ten and fifteen new songs together. So uh, wow. so it's been it's been a good collaboration fantastic that's great yeah i know that first off let let me express our condolences on the loss of your mother i know how hard that can be i've been down that road myself as has john so uh, it's something that uh, sadly we must all face at one time in our lives i understand how you feel and i feel for you david i want to uh, appreciate that i want to mention that i have been getting reports of you popping up all over the san antonio area i might 
spies down there that tell me that, uh, hey, David Martinez is over here this weekend. And, of course, Cindy keeps us posted uh, with what you're doing from uh, Cindy from Lady yeah. Lake Music. We've been talking about getting you back here on the show. And she keeps telling me you don't have any new music. And I said, well, bring it, bring the old music. But what we have today, thank you very much, David, is a special treat for the folks because we're going to be doing something that we have never done on the David Bowers Awards before. And uh, I'm looking forward very much. David mentioned a new song that he's going to be introducing to us. And David is going to, uh, hopefully, if nothing goes wrong, David is going to do the song live on the show. You're not going to hear the recorded version. You're going to hear the live version. And uh, he's going to do it for us when we get through chatting with him here today. Now, you've got to be a local celebrity in San Antonio. It's Corpus, it's Corpus Christi, Texas. I mean, Corpus, Corpus I'm sorry, wrong. Right state, wrong city. Well, we're relative, we're relative. Well, I've got a lot of connections, you know, all, all over the country. From I, I, I did it the hard way. I, I went and toured the country first instead of building roots in Texas. But I've built roots in Texas over the last, you know, since I've been playing live. So I know a lot of people, you know, I, I haven't really been able to get out of town due to the pandemic, but, you know, uh, right. I think me and my wife are actually going to get out of town here in a couple of weeks to have an intercession where I'm off. So get back out there to the hill country. There's a, it's, it's, it's the hill country in Texas. Is a, it consists of like Fredericksburg, Bernie, all these little towns. And it's, mm. it's rich in music. I mean, Austin, I, I haven't made my way to Austin, but I, I have been playing Austin with, like you said, with South by Southwest, but I haven't been back because they're very stringent on their, uh, they want people to show vaccine cards and all that, and I, I mm-hmm. you know, Austin's very different from uh, from from other parts of Texas. But over there in the hill country, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of the music's coming back, you know. But and, and you got to be careful all the time. I mean, you got to be careful. Sure. I mean, I've been a teacher for twenty plus years. Kids, I love kids, but they, you know, one of them's going to be sick, you know. You got to you got to just protect yourself, you know, no matter what. Yeah, I know what you're saying there, and I guess I probably. Don't have any spies in Corpus Christi anymore after mistakenly saying San Antonio. But uh, hey, listen, oh, <laughs> I've been—I haven't gotten to spend a lot of really time good. in Texas, but I have gone through there several times, and I love the state. I wish I had had some time to get back, and I'd love to get down to uh, wherever you are, whether it's Corpus or somewhere else. I understand Corpus is a is a beautiful city with the uh, with the island out there on the coast and everything, and I'd really like to get down there and see that sometime. What, besides getting around to the hill country in Texas, what are your longer range plans now? Are you, obviously you're going to do more music. You've got to work on an album next year. Got any plans to go back out on tour? Well, I I plan to get back on the road and do something. We, we, uh, I don't, I don't know if you remember 2019 before the pandemic hit, Cindy had been setting up some, um, she wanted to set some events up around the country. So we, I went to Boston in June of 2019 and played at City mm-hmm. Winery with uh, Linda Marks and uh, Lori Diamond and Fred. Uh, I can't pronounce Fred's last name. Abertelli, I think. And that was a great event. And, and, and if you're familiar with the City Winery, it is a prestigious uh, venue. And they uh, they have they, they have one in Boston, New York, you know, uh, Philadelphia, Nashville, Chicago. And I think that plan. There's there's a there's a few of them, but uh, that was one one of the things about getting out. So hopefully, once this whole craziness ends, we can get back to doing some showcases around the country with Cindy, as well as you know me traveling, you know around. Sure. Uh, yeah. 
my my wife eventually she says I would love because she loves to travel. She says I would love to get in an RV and we can go from town to town, like your little towns that you could play out there. Really? No. My, my wife was yeah, for you, and, years. You know, she's from here, but you know she, you hit the she, you hit the uh, yeah you hit the nail on the head too with the craziness. I mean, this is uh, everybody everybody has COVID or pandemic fatigue right now. Uh, you know, you can't go out to your favorite restaurant without wondering if that cheeseburger is going to end up killing you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, and, and, and I think it's probably, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe one of the good things about this pandemic is that it is fighting into your schedule to our advantage. And that is going to that what that means is that it, it, it's allowing you to be able to play a song for us live. And uh, yeah, well, I, 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 I'd like to know about that and hear it. Okay. I'll tell you. Okay. Uh, so this is kind of a funny story. So uh, I had this, I had this vibe. I had this, you know, you know, as a musician, you could always come up with the, I'll record like now it's kind of cool with the iPhone. You can record like a little idea or something. I had this like mm-hmm. idea. I sent it to Cindy. I go, what do you think of this? What can I build off of this? She goes, it's got kind of a Springfield vibe, Dave. So it was very choppy. I had some, I had some, some lyrics written in, you know, but it was mainly more of a pa pa pa, you know, just kind of like. So I sent it to Rick Hofield, who I love to death. He's so funny. And I said, I got this Springfield vibe, man. I just need, I need some, I, I need to make these lyrics make more sense, and I need to kind of layer something around it. And he said, All right, cool. Let me take a listen to it, and we can come up with an idea. So when I got there, he goes, all right, man, I was I was working on that Springsteen song, and I was like, I looked at Springsteen, and he goes, I said, Springfield. He goes, oh, man, well, man, let me read that. I go, no, no. I go, I go, let's hear what you have. Let's hear what you have. So basically what we did was we said, well, I said so he had a great idea for a chorus, you know. It's like we fell fast, we fell hard, we were dancing in the dark, you know, and it was like, I go, Let's 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 use Springsteen tiles and let's make it about being in a Springsteen concert because it's universal. You could have been there in the seventies, eighties, nineties, or whenever, and and it was uh, and the bridge kind of has a little familiar. It, it, it's it's a pretty. Uh, I kind of I kind of I, I kind of hear it when I record it. I kind of hear a sax a saxophone solo going to it instead of guitar solo. So that's that's. Uh, that's we call it. We call it song fast and hard about two people falling in love at a Bruce Springsteen concert. Fantastic! I'll tell you what. We're going to do this a little different. Usually, we play the song and say goodbye, and we're going to do it a little yeah. different. We're going to ask you to step up now, uh, do the song for us, and then we can chat for a minute or two after we after we hear this new song. If you're ready, we are. Okay, I'm ladies bad. and gentlemen, for the first time, for the first time anywhere. Here is David Martinez with Fast and Hard. All the peace and music began, singing along, clapping our hands, swaying around, doing our dance. We were all set. Drinking wine, drinking concerts hot from the night. You mean it's good for your low neck life. We fell fast and we fell hard. We were dancing in the dark, holding your fire. 
Voice, I would have sung along with you, but I don't have a singing voice, so <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to hear the finished version, David. I hope you, uh, I hope you will get us a copy of the finished version when it's done, oh, so we can share it with the listeners. You're the first to hear it here, but you'll be the first to get the copy. I guarantee that. Well, we'll get it on the next show after. We'll get it on the next show after we get a copy of it, so you can count on that too. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was really a kick yeah. being able to do a live tune here on the show, and especially having an old friend of ours, one of our one of our very first guests, uh, come in and do a first on the show. So that was really special, and I thank you so much. I know that it was uh, it was probably a thought in your mind. You know, how's this going to go over? Hey, you pulled it off, man. You did it. You got the job done, and we thank, thank you. you so much. <laughs> and I, I you do you get... that now is... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Say... go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you uh, you got the job done, and I did catch the Springsteen references in there. Now, what were you going to say there? 
Oh, nothing, nothing. I kind of at the end, you know, it's kind of funny. I, I I did blind. I said blinded by the light. A lot of people don't realize that he he's the one who wrote Blinded by the Light. Right. It was just that Manfred actually the uh, the the ones that had the number one hit with it. Right, Manfred Man Group. Right, that was uh, and that was uh, a great tune too. But uh, you got yeah. yourself you got yourself something going here. Like I said, I can't wait to hear and play the finished version when you're done with that. Now, before we let you go, yeah. I want you to I want you to be sure and take the time to tell the audience how they can find you, your music online, get in touch with you, learn where you're gigging around Texas, and also, of course, buy your music, which is very important. Okay, I'm, I'm of course I'm in fa- on Facebook with David Martinez Music. You just have to look that up. I'm also on uh, Instagram as, with as David Martinez Music and. On Twitter, I'm a, it's David Martinez and you. It wouldn't let me spell music out, so I've, I've had that. Um, and I, I, my music is all over the place. It's on Spotify, CD Baby, and uh, uh, iTunes. I mean, uh, Apple Music. So you you can find it anywhere. You can find it on YouTube. And um, my website is at davidmartinezmusic.com. So pretty much if you put David Martinez Music in Google, you'll find something under something out there. That'll work. Well, it has just been an absolute pleasure having you on this afternoon or this evening or this morning or wherever and whenever this is being listened to. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the whole Bruce Springsteen reference, the song, doing it live like that, you know, we've never done a live tune before. And, you know, I, yeah, I know we're limited by, you know, the uh, the, the uh, fidelity of a telephone, well, but yeah, you know what? It can't. It, yeah, it came across, and uh, all I can say, my friend, is good job, real good job. Thank you. And thank you. give me a beer, and we'll listen to your next tune. <laughs> hey, David, Absolutely. thank you so Absolutely. much for working with us on this. It was a pleasure. Thank you for being a, a first, doing the first live tune on the show. And don't stay away so long. It's been way too long. No, no, I, I plan on recording, and you know, I, I know we're always wanting to talk about something fresh. So, you know, we'll we'll get we'll get some stuff going. And, and one more, one other thing that I plan on doing too, I'm hoping that right. I can make this come true next year, is uh, maybe like a live little unplugged type concert with a little little band. You know, kind of like you know the old day how they used to do the MTV unplugs back right. in the day. So I'm just kind of kind of working on something like that. So sounds like a great idea. We'll look forward to hearing from you. Say hello to your lovely wife for us. And we'll look forward to the next time, David. Appreciate it, David. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. David Martinez, John Bon Jovial. It's been a great show. We've had a lot of fun today, a couple of firsts. We've got a a couple of uh, uh, worldwide first herds and uh, a a great, powerful anthem uh, for for the uh, Alzheimer's and dementia from our friends over from uh, Portugal. I think we've wrapped it up pretty well, and uh, it's time for you to take us home. Been a pretty good show today, and uh, yeah, I tell you what, David Martinez at Roman. Wow, this has been a fantastic, uh, fantastic hour. Hey, folks, you did you done it again? You spent another 
perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards. And in all sincerity, we really are grateful that you've uh, chosen to spend that amount of time with us. And hopefully you'll see us, uh, we'll see you again here next week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most of the major streaming services, including now the new podchaser.com forward slash the David Bowers. Follow the David Bowers on Blog Talk Radio, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the usual places, and join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZFM 106.3. That's Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York. And, of course, on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and all of the crew of rejects here at the Radio Ranchero, this is the legendarily lovable John Bon Jovial saying, be good to each other, love each other, enjoy the music. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.